Hey podcast, Claire Tuning here, your resident non-diet registered dietitian reporting to you Well, it's live for me because it won't be live for you as you are listening, but live today from the Yours Truly HQ for episode 75 of the Yours Truly podcast. So I'm going solo today on our episode. I'm really excited to bring you this topic. It's one that I get a ton a ton of questions around, and it's something that I talk with many, if not all, of my clients about, and I help them navigate the process of breaking up with this scale. So we're going to talk about, do you need to break up with your scale? You know, do you need to have that conversation of, it's not me, it's you, scale, it's you that's tying me to the diet mentality, it's you that is taking my mindset away from healthy behaviors, it's you that is taking up too much of my mental energy, it's you that's making me believe that health is equal to my size and not equal to my behaviors. We'll talk about if you need to have that conversation and maybe some red flag indicators to look out for in your relationship with a scale to let you know, hey, maybe it's time to step away from this habit and distance yourself from the diet mentality in how it surfaces in your relationship with the scale. But before we get to that, I have a brief announcement. And then of course, we have our goal slaying post of the week. Also, I feel like my voice is about to just like disappear on me. So let's hope that it lasts me through this solo episode. Sometimes these can be a little bit voice intensive. So apologies if I'm clearing my throat a little bit, but um, first things first, my announcement. So I was talking on my Instagram story yesterday about a holiday and I'm using that in heavy air quotes here. You can't see me, but I'm putting heavy air quotes around this, but I was talking about a holiday that is celebrated on this coming Friday, January 17th. So I'll pause for a moment. I'd like you to rack your brain. Can you think of any holiday that you know of that is recognized or celebrated on January 17th? When I asked this on my Instagram story, someone was like, is it MLK pregame day or is it national keto day? I was like, oh no, like what is she going to say? What is this national holiday going to be? And it is neither of those, but it's something um, not so positive or not so happy. It's actually recognized as national ditch your resolutions day. It's kind of like, you know how if you Google just like random holidays or days that things are celebrated here in the US, you get like every food has its day. Every like word has its day. It's like who decides that X day is like national hot dog day or like national ice cream day. I don't know, but it's kind of one of these things where January 17th is apparently the day. I don't know if there's any research behind this or if it's just one of those randomly chosen days, but it's the day that people start ditching their resolutions. They say, you know what? or two weeks or two and a half weeks into the new year, what I set out this year trying to do or the goals or the intentions I had for myself are just not working out. Maybe they weren't sustainable. Maybe they're not enjoyable. Maybe they don't make sense with real life. So people start ditching them. And of course, we know what comes with that. You know, there's the shame, there's the self-blame, there's the, oh my gosh, I'm broken, especially when it comes to the dieting realm. 
of goals or intentions that we set for ourselves. So if you are coming up on this January 17th and you're thinking, oh my goodness, Claire, I feel like I might be celebrating this year. I feel like my resolutions or the goals that I had for myself are just not going as planned. First and foremost, please alleviate any sense of blame or shame from that, especially if your goal was fixated on restriction or cutting out a food group or going on a 30-day cleanse or a fix, you know, whatever that might be. Because whenever you're placing your body in that state of restriction or in that state of I can't have something that I not only like but I need (laughs) to survive and to thrive, then your biology is always going to win. And when there is restriction, when there are these external rules present, they're not going to last because like I said, your biology is going to win. It's going to say, oh my gosh, we need to eat. We need to let these foods back in in order to live our strongest, happiest, and healthiest lives. So step one, alleviate that sense of blame. Step two that I want to encourage you to start looking into is, all right, well, what maybe went wrong with this resolution? Was it based in restriction? Was it something that just didn't make sense for me in this season of life? Was it taking away something that I really enjoyed? Was it, you know, something that was based on changing my body or manipulating my my body size rather than focusing on nourishment and behavior that adds a lot of value to my life? And if you're nodding your head saying, yes, Claire, I think that's where I went wrong. I was focusing on outcomes rather than behaviors. I was not meeting myself where I was at then I would love to have the opportunity to provide you with a resource to hopefully help you reassess and learn what behaviors or goals might be more fitting for you in this new year or in this new decade. So if you'll remember a couple of weeks ago at this point, maybe even up to a month ago here on the podcast, I was talking about a free webinar that I was hosting. I called it a non-diet new year where I went over why dieting goals do not work, what a non-diet goal or a behavior is, what that looks like, what it sounds like, and how to um, implement these into your life or how to choose ones that make sense for you. And also with this webinar, I was including a free non-diet goal planner to help individuals organize their thoughts after hearing this content, after kind of our our lecture piece that was the webinar. So I've had many people slide into my DMs or my emails after the webinar saying, oh my gosh, Claire, you know, I missed it. Those first couple of days after the new year were super hectic. Is there a way that I can still get my hands on this webinar so that I can learn and hopefully set goals for myself in this new year that are fun, that are enjoyable, and that are based in nourishment? rather than restriction. And my answer has been, well, I guess I should create an opportunity for you to get your hands on this. So I went into my webinar platform and luckily I found that even after the replay link expired, I could download the video of our webinar recording and I could repurpose that content in that way. So what I'm getting at here is this is actually going to be my newest freebie offer that I have. So if you're on my weekly newsletter, you have already seen this, but if you're interested in getting your hands on this webinar recording, 
It is 50 minutes of content of, again, me talking about non-diet goals and guiding you to hopefully set your own. And you want to get your hands on that non-diet goal planner so that on this January 17th, you can formulate goals that maybe fit your life better. Please um, shoot me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at Claire Tuning. You can find me on Facebook. You can even send a email. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. You can send an email to yours truly nutrition at gmail.com. Just slide into my DMs with the code word webinar. So literally all you have to type, I'm going to make it super easy on you. Just type the word webinar. I will know exactly what you are talking about and then I'll snag your email address so that I can get you on the list and you can get this free piece of value, these knowledge nuggets in your life to keep you moving forward rather than staying still in this new year. So that is the main announcement that I have for you today. And now before we get to our topic, you know how it rolls here on the podcast, we have to feature our Yours Truly Goal Slayer featured post of the week. So the post that I want to read today comes from one of my newest clients, and we had our first call together this past week. So she writes, Hello, Goal Slayers. I had my first call today with Claire, and I am so excited to have new goals. I think the most profound acknowledgement I had is that diet culture is everywhere. I've had this weird relationship with food for my whole life, but you know what? It's not all my fault. I'm looking forward to honoring my body without worrying about society's judgment or what foods they think I should put in it. I have the power to eat a donut and love that experience. I'm also a bit scared. This way of thinking is so new for me and I really want to do this right. I'm a perfectionist, but I need to learn that it's okay not to be. When I started this journey, I thought it would just be about the food, but I think the impact will be so much broader. So I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to this goal slayer, to one of the newest additions of my one-on-one coaching community. And I think what she offers there at the end of her reflection is so true about the impact of this journey being much broader than the food. I've often had many clients in, you know, the middle or towards the end of our journeys working together. When I start asking them, you know, did you get what you wanted from this process? Or maybe how are your expectations or how is the reality maybe compared to the expectations that you had coming into this? And one of the main pieces of feedback that I get is I can't believe that, you know, it's about so much more than just my relationship with food. And I had no idea coming into this journey that my relationship with food was really connected or related in some way, shape or form to my relationship relationship with nearly everything else in my life. So again, big shout out and thank you to this goal slayer. If you are reading this or listening to this, I guess, (laughs) you don't read a podcast, good one, Claire. But if you're listening and you think that being in a community that talks about topics like this, that is very supportive of each other, I do daily posts and weekly live video trainings on all things intuitive eating focused. I kind of like to describe this community as my Instagram times 10 with a lot more community interaction. I would love to invite you to come and join us. So all you have to do to come and join us, again, the community is free to join, but I do have an application just to lay some ground rules with what we expect of community members and also so that I can get to know a little bit more about you and any content that you would find very helpful within this community. So if you want to find that application, 
First way you can do so is heading to my Instagram at Claire Tuning. Click the link in my bio and find the Facebook group application that is linked there. The other way that you can do it is type in yours truly goal slayers or the your truly yours truly. <laughs> That is very hard to say. Goal Slayers on Facebook. It will pop up as a private community. Hit request to join. And then I will be messaging you with the link to that application. So if you request on Facebook, please, please keep an eye on your inbox. Because if you don't, you will not see me saying, hey, here's the application. And then you'll just be wondering why the heck hasn't Claire invited me? Well, it's because you didn't fill out the application. So um, be sure to keep an eye on that as well and we would love to invite you to join us. So, da, 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 da. without further ado, it is different year, but same cringe transition music. <laughs> we are going to go ahead and dive into this topic of do you need to break up with your scale? Again, this is something that I get a lot of questions around. Many of my clients come to me, and one of the first questions that I like to ask towards the middle or the end of our first conversation together when we are trying to maybe determine or figure out how diet culture or this diet mentality is really creeping into their lives and taking away from their sense of body trust or body autonomy or just living their best life, um, many people will come to me saying, Claire, it's the scale. I report to it multiple times a day, and whenever I do, I feel like the rest of the day is shot, and I feel very negative around it, and oftentimes it convinces me to do things that are worse for my health rather than to do things that are better for my health. So if you're nodding your head, I am so excited to dive into this topic to maybe help you find out, is your relationship with the scale okay? Is it rather benign? Is it something that's, you know, not taking away a lot of value? Or is it something that you need to reassess and maybe find another way to spend your time and energy? So I want to start off this conversation actually with reading a DM that I got recently from a friend of mine, and she is a fellow nutrition coach, a professional herself, and I love when I get messages from fellow nutrition professionals just genuinely asking, hey, I'm trying to learn more about intuitive eating, or hey, you know, I'm trying to do some research to find out how to better support my clients, and I'm a little bit confused about this, or what are your thoughts on this? Because I think any nutrition professional, or just anyone in general, maybe, who is listening to this podcast can agree that a lot of the things that we talk about in the intuitive eating world, or in the non-diet, or the health at every size world, we weren't really brought up that way in our schooling. And oftentimes doing something like encouraging people to step away from a, a metric focus like the scale or, you know, inches on the body or whatever that might be, it can seem a little bit unorthodox because we are brought up in this system, this training system for professionals that says, hey, weigh your clients, <laughs> help them lose weight, help them change their bodies and eat only air quote good foods all the time. And I'm very much reducing that message. There is more to it than that, but if I had to boil it down into 25 words or less, what we learn in nutrition school, it is very much along those lines. So my friend and fellow professional, she wrote to me, this was actually a week ago today from when I'm recording this podcast, she writes, I have an intuitive eating related question. I listened to a podcast yesterday about it and I'll be getting the book to check Whoa. <laughs> 
words, Claire, and I'll be getting the book to check out, but my understanding is that you want to remove a negative baggage you have around food and certainly remove morality from it, which I 100% support. I also know it's not about weight, and am I correct in assuming that that means not using scales at all? My question is then, if exposure to food is part of how you overcome the emotional ties to it, couldn't the same argument be made with regards to the scale? That being exposed to it to learn to view it as just a number would be better than abstaining from it entirely. So if my friend who sent me this DM is listening, I want to thank you for this question because often, you know, it is a question that I have past wondered and I've received similar things from professionals in the past. They say, okay, you know, if one part of intuitive eating is getting rid of your fear foods by allowing yourself unconditional permission to eat and enjoy them, couldn't we make that same argument about the scale? That if you want to be less bothered by it or if you want to view it is just that non-emotional number, just view it for what it is, then couldn't we also argue that, you know, exposing yourself to that or using it regularly would desensitize that emotional tie that you might have to it over time? And I sent her a couple of voice messages back. If you send me a DM on Instagram with a question that has kind of a lot of different moving parts, odds are you might get a voice message to save the health of my thumbs from having to travel all over the keyboard. But the gist of my response to her was first and foremost that it really depends on the individual. So in an intuitive eating framework, I will go ahead and preface that as an intuitive eating dietitian, I you know identify as being health at every size aligned. I do not require my clients to use a scale and I never ask them for their weight. Now, of course, we do hold space to have conversations about weight and fears around it, thoughts around it. Of course, we hold space for conversations around the scale and how that you know impacts our daily lives because many of my clients do come to me still using the scale and although it's something that they want to get away from it's not something that we can often just cold turkey stop and say get over it right Um, because there's there's not much compassion in that so um, I will say first and foremost that with my personal clients I do not advocate use of the scale and we'll talk about why here in the rest of our podcast but kind of getting back to her question and what I told her is that it first and foremost depends on the individual and their past relationship with food, their weight, and the scale, and how they interact with all of those things. So I have met people in my lifetime, just you know, friends, also people in the professional world who can have a healthy relationship with the scale where they step on it, and that number is just a number, and that's that. It doesn't linger with them throughout the rest of the day. It doesn't you know, make them treat their bodies any differently. It is just this very unemotional thing that they do and then they move on and they don't really feel any of the negative impacts around that. And if you are that type of individual who says, Claire, I use a scale and I don't really care or I don't feel that it has a negative impact on my life, then awesome. This episode might not be for you. And, you know, you might be one of those individuals who doesn't have an issue with tying their body size to a number or tying their health to a number. And if that is you, that is totally okay. However, in my experience, I have met more people in my life than not. So again, this is coming from just my perspective, you know, anecdotal from me and what I see. But many of my clients come to me saying, 
you know what, I've been told that I need to do this for my air quote health for years and years and years. And because of that, I now have this relationship with this device. I call it the sad plastic box that is a really negative one, or it takes up a lot of my headspace, or it does dictate how I choose to nourish myself or not nourish myself on a daily basis. And really what it boils down to is this thing that we are taught to do for our health really starts to come at the expense of our health because it takes away from our time with family, our time with loved ones. It changes how we feel about ourselves based on, you know, our relationship with gravity that day. That's kind of what I call weight. It's literally just a representation of how your body interacts with gravity. So what I ended up telling my friend in relation to her question of, well, shouldn't we just, you know, encourage people to expose themselves to this number in order to work through fears around it? I said, well, you know, that might work for some people, but I don't really like to compare this to exposing ourselves to food to get around the, the fear of certain foods because food is an absolute survival need and we have to eat to nourish our bodies, to grow, to feel strong, to focus on all of the activities in life that are important for us on a daily basis. So really, you know, exposing ourselves to a variety of foods to get over food fears and rules around food to normalize food and not let it control us really is a necessary step in the intuitive eating process to having a, you know, a peaceful and a truly nourished relationship with food in the long run. But really, having any type of relationship with this scale at all is not necessary for survival, is not necessary to live a happy and a healthy and an abundant life. Because as we know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any time at all, or any other type of intuitive eating, health at every size aligned podcast, we know that we cannot predict health from size alone, and that weight is not a behavior. So really what I encourage my clients to do And what I help my clients do in this process and what I encourage on all of my social media platforms and here on the podcast is we can work on healthy behaviors, you know, ones that make sense for your life, ones that make you feel good, ones that give you energy, maybe, you know, decrease the incidences of aches and pains that you might feel in your body. We can focus on these behaviors, these things that are within our control to help give you that that stronger and healthier life, but we can do that in in, in total non-presence of the scale or I guess a more eloquent way of framing that is we can do that without ever having to report to a scale to step on a scale or to you know assess how air quote well or not well we are doing in, in relation to our body size or the weight that the scale shows us so I hope this makes sense and I really wanted to share this because I think it is a very valid question of all right, you know, if we're exposing ourselves to fear foods to get through that fear, why doesn't the same thing apply to the scale? And I think it just does boil down very simply to the fact that weight is not a behavior. You do not have to own or report to a scale to live a healthy life and to focus on behaviors that are nourishing and good for you. And I think it's really important for individuals, like I was talking about a few moments ago, who are very harmed by their relationship 
relationship with the scale to have that permission slip and to know that you are allowed to step away from the scale and you do not have to use that as a metric or as you know anything really that tells you how good or how not good you are doing in your health related behaviors so again Hope that made sense, and I would love to dive into now three they're not really tips. I guess they're more questions. So three questions I have that I want to chat through here for a moment to help you find out if you need to break up with your scale, or maybe if you're one of those individuals, like I was talking about a few moments ago, who can exist in the same space with a scale. It is not emotional and it doesn't take away from your health. It is just information. Um, so th the first thing that might indicate or that might be that that red flag waving you down saying hey it's time to reassess your relationship with the scale or to have that breakup conversation is if stepping on the scale results in that number or in that you know whatever it provides you if it results in, in that taking up headspace for you for the rest of the day the rest of the week and you feel drawn towards the scale every time you walk into the bathroom room or whatever room that it might live in in your house. If you feel like you have this kind of obsessive or compulsive relationship with it where when you walk into that room all you can think about is I need to step on that or I need to see air quote how I'm doing right I've had many of my clients tell me when I say well why do you use the scale or, or what's your motivation to go and report to it and many of them will share well I just like to check in throughout the day to see how I'm doing and I think what that really boils down to is that will help them decide how they choose to eat or nourish or maybe not nourish their bodies for the rest of the day or that might play into how they decide to move for the rest of the day right so they're really feeling compelled to go and check in with this device to get validation to say oh i've done a good thing today or oh i've done a bad thing today and i need to feel shame and guilt and i need to make up for it air quotes there as a result so you know if you feel like you're in this relationship with your scale now where you are going to it once or multiple times a day and because of that it is taking up a lot of mental energy that might be taking you away from other things in your life that are really important to you like your job or your family or activities or hobbies that add a lot of value if you're engaging in, in all of these behaviors that are health promoting all of those things that i just mentioned but all you can think about when you are there is what the scale said to you earlier or how you have to report to it later and it's really taking away from your ability to be present and to pour your time and energy and love into these people or into these behaviors again that have been shown to be positive indicators of health in the long run then that might be an indicator hey it's time to address or maybe reassess your relationship with this because it might be getting to a place where it is not healthy, it is taking up too much headspace for you, and as a result, other parts of your life may be suffering. So that is question number one to ask yourself. If you're nodding your head yes, that is me. I feel driven to it multiple times a day. I think about it long after I step off of it. Then, well, maybe think about what to do about that, and we'll talk about that kind of towards the end of our episode here. 
So thing number two is if what the scale says dictates how you choose to care for yourself or nourish yourself for the rest of the day, if it does, then that might be an indicator that's pointing you in the direction of that breakup conversation, right? Of it's not me scale, it's definitely you and you are the one that that's feeding me all this negativity around my body, my food choices, my movement behaviors, whatever that might be. So I've had many clients say to me kind of as I was just hinting a moment ago when I'm just trying to have a conversation with them about their relationship with the scale or why are they drawn to it or you know what do they think that the scale says about them. Many people, again, will say, well, I use it to kind of check in and see how I'm doing. If the number isn't something that I like or isn't something that I'm working towards, usually in the the direction of that active pursuit of weight loss, then they say, well, then that will dictate uh, my food choices for the rest of the day, right? Maybe I'll be choosing foods that are quote unquote more clean, or maybe they're less energy dense, right? They have less calories because we have it in our minds. Well, If my body um, isn't going in that downward direction or if my body is too big, then of course, what does diet culture tell me that I need to do? I need to eat less and I need to move more, which we know that the human body is much, much, much more complicated than that and way more things play a role in our physical body size and our weight than just how we move and how we eat. But these messages that we are fed pun intended, these messages that were fed over time really make us believe that if the scale says something that we don't like, well, then of course the answer is to deprive or restrict and and move our bodies more. And kind of along the lines of movement, I've even had people share with me, well, you know, if the scale tells me that my body is going in the opposite direction that I want it to, then maybe I'll add in another movement practice for the day. And usually they're not using the term movement, Using they're using the term exercise, right? That can have kind of that negative connotation in our minds. Or maybe even if their body is tired and they're sore and they feel like they need rest, they are less willing to listen to their bodies and to lean into that because they feel like, you know, this device that they've checked in with is saying, well, you haven't done enough or you haven't done a good enough job or you've eaten the quote unquote wrong things. So now we need to rectify that and forget what else you had planned today you know forget the social outing with your friends forget the movie night that you wanted with your family because now what we need to do is obsess over what we've seen and do anything that we can to work to move in that opposite direction right which is problematic on multiple levels it's not only problematic in our relationship with food and movement but again getting into what I said a few moments ago that takes away from the time and the energy and the love that we can spend in these other areas of our life that are really important to us and that are really important for our health and our longevity in the long run. Um, And the other side uh, of this conversation, kind of getting into number three here, if, if that number or what you see there on the scale makes you feel like ditching healthy behaviors to pursue unhealthy ones, that also might be an indicator that the relationship you have developed with this measurement device, the sad plastic box, whatever you want to call it, is also not a healthy one and also might be one that you need to reassess and learn some ways to step away from. 
So what I mean by this, and this definitely plays into number two, but I've had people tell me before, you know, I've been focusing on healthy behaviors and I say, okay, well, what does that look like for you? And they describe things kind of like I was talking about at the beginning of this episode that we go over in that non-diet goal setting webinar, but they describe things like, well, I've been working to work through my food fears and not let them have as much control over me, or I've been working to include a variety of different foods in my life that maybe I just wasn't open to trying before. Or maybe they start describing to me, well, you know, I've started trying to find a way to move my body that's uncoupled from this desire to change my body or that's uncoupled from the idea of calorie burn. Or maybe they even talk to me and say, Claire, I'm doing things that are, you know, unrelated to food and movement, but I'm working on self-care practices or giving myself enough rest or um, taking time to dedicate to meaningful relationships. So they can describe to me on this one hand of all of the things that they have been doing for their health that are based in really enjoyable and sustainable behaviors that can take them throughout the long run of their life and their health. But then they say, but then a couple days went by, Claire, and I stepped on the scale and I saw that, you know, my body had changed or fluctuated a little bit and I was less motivated to keep pursuing these behaviors that I know are healthy and I know are good for me. And I was more driven, again, based on what this scale said, to go back to restricting my intake or to um, compensatory exercise or moving in a way that doesn't honor my body's need for rest. So we kind of see on the one hand, I'm doing these things that are really healthy for me and that feel good in my body. But then I report to this device, again, kind of coming back into that, I have to check in type of mentality. I come back to this device and it gives me a piece of information that makes me feel like what I'm doing is not good for me and it's not enough and I'm falling short. And I think that's a really beautiful opportunity to share in that moment. Again, kind of what I shared a couple of moments ago that we cannot predict health from size alone. And oftentimes, if you have been going through a really restrictive period in your eating or in your life and you haven't been eating enough or maybe you have been moving your body too much with little to no rest, um, any weight gain or any fluctuation in your body that you see is your body having your back and your body really trying to look out for you and say, well, of course I'm gaining weight or of course I'm fluctuating in my weight because I'm finally getting back to a state where I feel nourished and where, you know, I don't have to fight every single day to keep balance because I have more of my needs that are met. Or, you know, I have more balance in my life. So oftentimes when we see these fluctuations on the scale, I like to say that's completely normal because we wake up every single day and we're a little bit different, right? Seeing fluctuations in our body is also a process of aging. It's also something that largely occurs from a place that's out of our control. So it's not just tightly tied to those food and movement decisions. And again, if you're coming from that place of restriction, then your body fluctuating and gaining weight and returning back to that place place where it feels safe is again that very protective mechanism where your biology and your physiology is working for you and it is so smart and it's saying oh my goodness I have these healthy behaviors now where I'm being nourished on many different levels maybe physically mentally emotionally spiritually I feel safe I feel good now so now I can return to a place where I'm functioning optimally 
and where I can support you. This is kind of like your body talking to you. But I think it's so interesting that we've been brought up in this culture that says, you know, if the scale says something, air quote, wrong, whatever that might mean for you, or if it goes in the opposite direction that you would like it to for whatever reason, we are really trained to think that we've done a bad thing or that whatever behaviors we have been engaging in are not healthy. And that can be really problematic because it can demotivate us or it can take us away from those behaviors that are adding value and nourishment and convince us, you know, the only way to keep this scale happy is to engage in behaviors that are definitely not healthy for me now or in the long run. So I feel like I had one more thought that I wanted to add in here. I guess I'll just wrap up by saying this. So um, oftentimes when you know a client comes to me or someone through DM comes to me and maybe they've listened to a conversation like this or maybe they've picked up on the fact that their relationship with the scale is not healthy, um, one piece of advice or encouragement that I like to give is you know by stepping away from this this metric, this this again our relationship with gravity, it can often open your eyes to many more things that might be positive for your health that you never would have had the bandwidth or the mental energy to see when all you were doing in the past was basing um, how air quote good or bad you have been based on that number on the scale. So when we can kind of distance ourselves from the scale or from these numbers that are taking up so much mental space and energy, we can really start to see and tune into our body to say, well, how do I feel when I eat this certain food? Or how do I love to move my body in a way that feels really good? Or what are some healthy behaviors, right? Because weight is not a behavior? What are some behaviors that I really enjoy and that I could see myself doing for the rest of my life, knowing that over time, when I'm firmly rooted in those behaviors and I have this sense of body trust and connection that I get to decide what's best for me rather than the scale deciding what's good or bad or what I need to do more or less of, then we really gain confidence over time. We not only see our measures of health increase because we are often less stressed, <laughs> we often feel like we have more you know, body autonomy and we know what's good for us. And because of that, we also see that rise in confidence of my worth is not connected to this number or my health is so much more than this number that I see and oh my goodness it is a whole new world when I look outside of this number to see that I do know what's best for me or when I have more mental space I can pour into other people or I can pour into myself and I can find foods again that I feel good eating and I can work through my fear foods without ever having to report to this device this scale the sad plastic box that makes me feel less than that you know negates any behaviors that I am working towards because when we have this push-pull mentality in our minds where you know we have the scale and then we have healthy behaviors and they're fighting for our attention it can become really exhausting over time so if you're listening to this and you're saying oh my goodness Claire this is the conversation that I needed to start stepping away from the scale know that you have full permission to do so know that the scale does not dictate your worth it does not dictate how healthy or unhealthy you are and you can pursue health 
healthy behaviors, healthy shifts in your life that are totally detached from body size or the active pursuit of trying to manipulate or please the scale. So the last thing that I will add here because I'm realizing I'm not really going to go into full depth on how to ditch the scale once you have acknowledged or you have the awareness that that might be where you need to go. Um, I would just like to offer the piece of advice that this is often a process and please, please, please have compassion with yourself as you go throughout this journey of distancing yourself from the scale. Oftentimes, if it has been something that has been in your life for years, or for decades, months, you know, whatever it has been, if you've been reporting to this device daily, multiple times daily, you know, a couple of times a week, it's going to feel weird and it's going to feel uncomfortable when you decide to move it into a different room or when you decide to decrease the frequency of how often you report to it. Or maybe if you decide to chuck it all together, there's going to be that initial reaction of, oh my goodness, what have I done? I threw away my security blanket, you know, my safety blanket, this thing that I've used for so long. So please, as you go throughout this process, know that it is a journey, know that it will take time. But if you can reassure yourself day by day that by ditching this device that has taken away from my life or that's, you know, come at the expense of other areas of my health, by doing this, I will have so much more time and energy for me. I will be able to decide what's better for me and I will know what healthy behaviors serve me. I hope that that, you know, acknowledgement and knowing that you're moving in a positive direction can help to kind of soothe you in those moments where you're thinking, holy cow, what have I done? So again, I won't get into exact detail on how to ditch the scale. That is something that I cover very much in depth with, with my clients as they go throughout this process. So if you're listening to this episode and you found it really helpful and you're thinking, I'm going to start distancing myself from this device and you need more support throughout that process, please know that you can reach out to me here via DM, via email, yourstrulynutrition at gmail.com. Let me know how it is going. If you would like a few more tactical tips or maybe tips to suit your individual life and your needs, please let me know. I am always happy to chat and add value wherever I can. Speaking of value, if you come back to this podcast week after week and you're excited by it, you feel like you walk away with a new outlook on life or maybe some new goals that you want to set for yourself and you think that other people could also get a lot of value out of listening to what we share here, please take a couple of moments to leave a rating and a review. I promise it only takes a minute or so. Even if you don't have time to type out a review, please go ahead and, ha- and tap those five stars because it really helps for this podcast to grow and for these messages to reach other people who might benefit from hearing them. So that is all I have for you today, my friends. Happy breakup season with the scale. I hope it goes well for you. Again, reach out if you ever need anything and we will talk next week. Yours truly, Claire.